Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Good morning. Uh, As Pastor Jonathan said, my name is Sarah Moore, and I grew up here at Prince of Peace. Uh, The sanctuary was a little bit smaller when I was also smaller, uh, but it is still the same wonderful uh, congregation. Today in our gospel story, we hear about John preparing the way for Jesus and kind of the very beginning of that coming to reality. Before our reading this morning, we see John questioned by some fellow uh, Jewish authorities who want to know where he has his authority to baptize. They don't understand why he thinks he can go around baptizing people and saying all of these things. It was a time of lots of change and upheaval in Jewish society. They were under Roman occupation. They had lots of different groups and sects forming over theological differences, over different opinions on what they should do about the Roman occupation. So... It was nothing like the modern church because we always agree on everything. So, now that we have that in mind, we have John with some of these followers. And he spent this time teaching them and walking with them. John is literally teaching in the wilderness. This is not a remote synagogue. This is not a city or a small town. He's out in the wilderness. And so these people have made an investment to come and follow John. And then as soon as John says, this is Jesus, this is the Lamb of God, pay attention. Immediately, they go and follow him. John doesn't even tell them, go and follow Jesus. This is your new teacher. He just says, hey, this guy is important. Which to add to the abruptness of it, this is the first time that Jesus is introduced in the Gospel of John. In the very beginning of John, we get the entire section about the word was God and the word was with God. But we don't hear about Jesus as a person. So as a reader, you're also being introduced to this Jesus. When I was in high school, I did a lot of choirs. And one of the things about kind of higher level choirs and professional choirs that I got a peek into the world of but never fully understood was the practices of having really famous conductors come in to do a performance. So you would spend all this time with whoever your normal conductor was, 
learning the music, practicing, getting better. And then the day or the week of the concert comes and you might have one rehearsal with this very famous, fancy conductor and you don't really know them, but your conductor said you should trust them. They're very cool. They are going to make this choir do wonderful things. I imagine it's kind of equivalent to practicing with one coach for most of the season, and then when you get to the Super Bowl or a playoff game, all of a sudden you have a new coach who doesn't know you at all, but is very good, and somehow it works out. This is what... John's followers essentially were doing. John doesn't follow Jesus, which I think is an interesting part of this story, which is that his disciples go and follow Jesus, but John knows that that's not what he is being called to do at that time, which I think is really hard because it is very, it's very easy to look at a story like this and say, oh, we are all called to go 100% of the time. But we don't walk away from this story talking about how awful John was for continuing to teach in the wilderness and not following Jesus. So I think it's important to remember that no one is called to anything in a vacuum and that no matter what you are feeling called to, there isn't a bad call. But what Jesus asks from Andrew and Peter isn't that they make some huge commitment to a call. It specifically is different from other call stories. In Isaiah, we hear a lot about you need to count the costs before you commit to God. You need to make sure that you have enough money before you start building a tower. But this is explicitly not that. Jesus says, come and see. In our reading from the NRSV this morning, Uh, Jesus asks them, what are you looking for when they start to follow him? In other translations, it sometimes reads, what do you want? Which can come off as a little bit aggressive uh, in sort of our modern English. But I think it is this very genuine sense of not just, are you lost? Is there something I can help you find? but what are you looking for? And then Jesus doesn't give them a bunch of disclaimers or warnings. He just says, come and see. Show up and decide for yourself if this is all really worth it. Each of us is also invited to go and see what God's doing out in the world. We are constantly being invited to see God for ourselves in action and 
make our own decisions, have our own experiences. Our faith is personal. It's not based on what a pastor says or what a uh, theologian says or what someone with a lot of fancy degrees says. Those are all important and good things, but we are invited individually to come and see. John, as much as he's having Andrew and Simon be invited by Jesus to come and see, John's also inviting us into the gospel. This is still the first chapter of John. And so aside from God's invitation to us into the world, the author of the gospel of John is inviting us into the story of Jesus. So that's a lot of invitations, but I think it is good that we have a lot of chances because it can be hard to say yes to every invitation that you ever get. But we are always invited to hear the gospel and to see God moving in the world around us. And sometimes when we're paying attention and we listen, we're lucky enough to be able to take part in some of that work. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.